We're recording. We're back. Hello. The podcast. It's so hard to start a podcast. It is. Some people have a specific intro that they do. We have not figured I, that out yet. Yeah. I, I don't know if that... The ramshackle approach of our show. I don't think a real... Maybe a real intro would be good. I could completely... I could totally like source one out. Just yeah. have to do it every time. I don't want to do that, though. <laughs> I like having this control over the intro. I mean, you still would. I, but still, it wouldn't be my intro. Maybe I just make one, but I, I got to tell you, I think you're capable of saying, "Hey, this is yes, this is podcast." Yeah, yeah that's true. Follow us on. I don't Instagram. know when the last time we said the name of the podcast. I was. hate the. I don't <laughs> like saying the name. I love Y tip. Yeah, Y tip does sound good. Yeah. It sounds good when you write it out. Just yes question mark. Yeah. Yeah, I, it's a pretty good name. It is a good name. I'm and not sure I, it's applicable, but it's a good name. No, it's definitely not. I mean, it's that meme was pretty fresh at the time of the dog on the phone. <laughs> 2011. But. This is Yes, This Is Podcast. Uh, this is week... Is it really week 16 or is it week 17? I think it's 16. Week 16. It we might be the 17th episode because we did split one up into two. And, I mean, listen to it while you can because last week's is going in the fucking digital Goodbye. dumpster. We apologize. Yeah. Uh, the rough one, uh, it's probably going to Which get- is really too bad because it was a great band. Yes. But you have to sometimes throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's as true. As a professor used to tell me. Yeah, that's yep. uh, a writing professor. I have a joke, but I'm not going to say <laughs> There's it. a lot of yeah. Just me and Scott have the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, okay, <laughs> dumpster. Um, so we're back, <laughs> and we're gonna like we're kind of gonna switch up the vibe. Did we even say what we were doing? We did say we're doing Weezer this week. <laughs> I don't know what happened at the end of the <laughs> last episode. We're but forcing. God bless you if you made it. <laughs> Ugh, God, you, you, we have to fucking you get your own Patreon for that, where we pay you. <laughs> Uh, we, we're going to force Scott, w- describe what we're doing this week, Emily. So you had emailed me saying you had this idea where you want to force Scott to listen to a band that you and I both have a history with, but he does not. Um, and we came up with Weezer, figuring that was a, a good compromise for all three of us. Yeah. And it's kind of shocking that I think everybody that listens to the kind of music that we like, which is indie, emo, I don't know. That's a, a portion of the music that we like. Everybody has a soft spot for Weezer. Mm-hmm. Um, there's never been a band in history besides maybe, I don't know, but I'm trying to think of a band that a lead singer maybe killed somebody, but like has done... Where's this going? <laughs> I'm saying Weezer had so much goodwill and they, oh. they continually fucking destroy it. <laughs> Every with every record, every new record, every record, they lose more and more. But it's intentional on his part, isn't it? I truly I don't. Know. I don't know. Is it a? Is it like a, a fuck? What, like performance art to make us think? I read the wiki, and after Pinkerton, he wanted to go back into pop because it wasn't so well received at the time, and that was his serious feelings album. Yeah, but so he wanted to go make pop because he got into that. But like. Pop to me, okay. You know what's a good pop song? Sorry, not just pop, but like lighter pop, like lighter fair. Listen stuff to fucking that pet matter. sounds then, because it's not happening. Rivers, <laughs> listen to "Baby One More Time" by Britney Spears. That's wow. a pop track. Pet sounds and I'm just naming pop music. You are doing that. Toxic, yeah. Britney Spears. Did you watch? <laughs> anybody watch the Britney Spears doc? Yes. I'm watching it tomorrow. I, I haven't watched it yet. Little I saw Valentine's some clips and I was Day. very disturbed. I heard them talking about it on the radio today, and I go, I don't know if I want to watch that. Yeah. It's worth a watch. 
It looks even in more a bad, in a good way. It's disturbing than the Taylor Swift media yes. stuff. Yeah. Well, that we Brit- talked about. Yeah, because Britney's more unstable, and then yeah. she ended up really fucked out of her whole career. Yeah. Yeah, that's sad. I. I yeah, it's worth a watch, though. It's only like 85 minutes. Do they talk about how she was like the butt of every joke for a good 10 years in a row? Yes. Maybe even 15. Yeah. Okay. Now, when you talk about Weezer, there's so much garbage. Like, I'm looking at the top songs. Th- this song, Beverly Hills, <laughs> I literally hate it. The you- song is just laughable. It's awful. It's, yeah. ju- it's like, I don't know how it was ever a hit. Because it's a perfect radio song. Yeah. That was all he wanted to create was perfect radio songs. But this, you can do hash it and pipe, not. Hash um, pipe, I will. Hash pipe isn't terrible. I don't like hash pipe it's personally. It's a good but, radio song. But that riff is very disposable. I think. But listen you don't to even this. Need, it's like you can't help but sort of like bop your head around, even though it's bad. I want to bop my head into a brick wall <laughs> when I hear this. You have one. <laughs> I do. It's very nice. I, I just. Well, I guess we're kind of getting a little off track, but. We made Scott listen to, you listen to Pinkerton. Pinkerton and the Green Album. And the Green Album, because the Blue Album, we've all heard. We all love. We all love, and it's unsullied by time and history and the Me Too movement, I think. So <laughs> I think it dodged a bullet there. So I decided to call this week's episode Weezer Boarding, mm-hmm. so we torture Scott with it. Mm-hmm. Um pretty clever on my part it's pretty good it is good <laughs> that's good right emily yeah. that's very good yes good line um and i uh, scott's gonna give us his scott's his patented bit scott's thoughts um you if ready anybody for this, scott spotlight's on kind you of, I, well, well the funny say. thing about this podcast is that it was my idea and i asked emily to do it but scott's obviously the star yeah um we've recognized that um sad but true now before we jump into it Let's get to Emily. Do a little announcement about where they can find all the music for all of our uh, weeks. I don't know where they can find the music yet. We do have Spotify okay. playlists that we've created. I don't know how people can access those without doing we a search. A, yeah, I guess we gotta post it. We <laughs> yeah. don't, I'm not putting it on like a website or anything. Uh, you can. I guess you can pay me seven dollars, <laughs> and I'll I'll compile the songs or use Emily's Twitter. Public. Can we? I would refuse to use your Twitter page as a representation Why? of this podcast. I have a good Twitter page. You don't. <laughs> Scott's is no better. No. So there needs to be a new one created. Maybe well, I'll create one. I think it, it, I would like you to create one and then you run it because okay. I, I I can do it, but like we need to balance each other out in some way. Yeah. Okay. Because there's, there's a yin and a yang. So you send me stuff that you think I should retweet, I and will. I will I'll retweet send you one out of 15. <laughs> okay. I'll send you one-liners. Okay. Um, and if you think it's good, I'll, me and my team of writers. We should okay. bring back the team of writers. Me, you, and Dan. Yeah. yeah. A little going. Workshop and jokes on the back porch. Man, I miss summer. I woke so, up yesterday feeling like shit, and I was just, I miss summer. Mm-hmm. This has been a long, hard winter. We're only... 45% through? Yep. It's but cr- it is getting lighter every I'll day. I'll take that. It's yeah. fucking re- unbearably cold out today. Yeah. Okay, so let's do a complete so 180. So people can find <laughs> our playlist on Twitter at some point in the near future. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's fun. To, I literally can't remember what we talk about week to week at this point. 
Especially last week. Especially last week. Uh, <laughs> rest in peace, Pedro Gomez. Yeah, that was tough. That was tough. Uh, Emily, do you know who Pedro Gomez is? Mm, no. He was a baseball reporter, I think, lo- based in... Was he based in San Francisco? Or San Diego. It was out, out west. West Coast. Um, For ESPN. He was pretty affable. Um, I got to turn this garbage Extremely. off. Extremely. <laughs> Very well liked. Um after he passed unexpectedly at age 59 is that right um it was out of nowhere and you just got a whole bunch of twitter stories about twitter 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 stories about how uh tony larusa who was a manager was picking on this young guy who was a new reporter for a headline that he didn't write and pedro says tony you know he didn't write that shit leave him alone (laughs) tony larusa the biggest piece of trash in baseball. Who also just passed, right? No, Not he, too long I wish ago. he got a new job. Yeah. Oh, I thought he. No, we did away. talk about him. We he's did. the manager of the Oops. White Sox now. Yeah, and sorry, he's, Tony. <laughs> you don't have to apologize. No, he's a piece of shit. <laughs> Two DUIs. Uh, now, back in Pedro Gomez was one of those reporters that ESPN used to have a weekly, ba- a daily, nightly baseball show called Baseball Tonight mm-hmm. that I loved. Every, I would, everyone I'd, loved it. This was pre-Twitter pre-internet pre-video clips pre you could watch anything on your phone and the only pre way you could, mlb network yeah so pre- baseball didn't have their own channel yet okay so it's the only way to kind of get like stuff broken down um on tv and it was always on after the games like sunday night baseball was a huge event yeah those were the days carl ravich fucking linda gas bag peter, peter gammons um it made me really nostalgic for that because it does yeah, you can pick and choose like your content now, but it was kind of nice to have to see everything. And everyone was on the same page with what they were breaking down because it was the only thing to watch. Yeah. Did your mic just make a funny noise? Yes, it that did. Was it was his wedding ring. No, it was actually my thumb cracking. Oh, oh okay. Don't do that, all right? It was accidental. Uh, <laughs> Cut it out. Edit it. Let me see if I can crack my thumb. Yeah, see? there we go. Thumb boys. Anyway. Uh, Good it's, content. <laughs> it's sad that he's – it's just – it kind of made me. Those were simpler times when you could just watch all your baseball, and it. it was, but you were watching Sports Center in the morning. Throw on your blue album in the background. Yeah, Buddy Simple Holly times. music video yeah. on. I mean, those were the days, and it is better. I guess it's not better now. I'm gonna be one of those guys. Okay, it was, it was way you, better you, back. You're in getting the day. old quick. Yeah, you're old now. I know. <laughs> I just, Kids these days. That's when you know you're old. The first time that phrase crosses. You your must see that a lot space. at your job. Yes. What's the one thing you see that you're just like, oh, the kids these days? Uh, it's probably just the constant phone stuff. Mm-hmm. But we're all there, yeah. so hard to blame just them. Yeah. No, I. Where do the, they get it from? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you know, I just was thinking uh, this. I guess this whole episode is kind of based on nostalgia because that uh, that show really meant a lot to me about. Excuse me, just like how you could baseball is not a very like stripped down to its bare components baseball like isn't really that fun no but this show had to like liven it up and this was like we're talking ken griffey jr was the most exciting player in baseball the home run chase there was his not grotesquely swollen jaw yeah okay there was not a lot of going on back then as far That's as not true at all well they had i mean the home run chase i'm, I'm trying to say that I guess the the show did a, had uh, now I got my train of thought lost because yeah, you gone. just told me I was wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> you should be used to that. Well, I 
the cat's going crazy. I just think that the show did a lot for the game, and without it, I, th- um, you know, the, the Harold Reynolds in the background sexually well, harassing this was, people. I'm pre, I'm pre Harold Reynolds with my baseball tonight. I don't, yeah. think, I don't think he's been on. I, I, was he? Has he, he always been with the program? Well, he's on MLB Network since it started because he got fired from ESPN for sexual harassment. Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't really watch a lot of MLB Network, right? Do you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Why is the sound always so low on it? I don't know. I'm trying to figure that out. They don't have Pat McDonough as the mixer. <laughs> the mixer. <laughs> but rest in peace, Pedro. Um, it's been a tough year for baseball deaths. Every two weeks, a fucking baseball legend dies. So many Hall of Famers. It's Mark been a tough Bellhorn year for died. deaths in general. It has been. That's a good call. <laughs> I didn't think about We're that. approaching half a million COVID deaths. I told it's... somebody that a million people would probably die from COVID in like 18 months and they were like you're out of your mind i'm like well that's definitely gonna happen in Ma- in america i don't know it might slow down now vaccines are coming parents got the vaccine good mm-hmm. yeah they're they got it at someone's house uh the old back alley yeah <laughs> all right so that's exciting okay wait what do you, what do you i hope get? everything's okay are they it's, feeling okay yeah they, they got the certificate and everything their friend's a nurse you get the little card. Oh, okay. Their friend is a nurse, and they have to throw away what they don't use at the end of the day. Yeah. It's Great kinda system. Like, it's kind of like system. donuts at Dunkin' Donuts. You know, they toss the donuts in the yeah. dumpster at the end. If you're homeless, you can go grab some. Yeah, but they it's, can't give them to a homeless shelter. Yeah, so it's, they should be giving the vaccine to people in homeless shelters. They really should. Looks like Cuomo is going to get his uh, just desserts. Based on the latest scandal? Yeah, the nursing home. Hiding the nursing home death. Yeah. People don't want to hear us talk about that shit. <laughs> uh, so, I guess we can jump right in. And do you want to talk about Malcolm and Marie? Yeah. Do you want to talk about that first? Uh, yeah. Just, let's just get out of the way. Okay. Wow. Should, get it out of the way. It won't be too just long of a discussion. Get it out I don't of think. The, the movie sucked. I hated it. <laughs> you really what a hated miserable, it. Miserable. It was miserable. It was a waste of talent for the two actors. Will Leach agrees with you. Um, wh- like I didn't read any. Rev- I read. I read what review did I read? I don't know. It might have been Roger Ebert. He's dead. I know. But he still has a website, right? He still has a website. <laughs> Hosting posthumously. <laughs> so it was first of all, I went into it excited. I've been looking forward to this. Yeah. John David Washington, he's a he's a good actor, mm-hmm. but he hasn't besides Black Klansman, he hasn't really done much. Did of you watch Tenet? Tenet? Tenet stunk. Did you watch it? No. I watched half of it. <laughs> Did anyone watch Tenet? I, I didn't. I only watched five minutes. <laughs> That's what? What do you? What's your angle here? Why am I getting <laughs> trashed? Uh, so Zendaya, who I love, Euphoria is one of the best things I've seen in the past few years. The person that wrote Euphoria wrote the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Directed it. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sam. Um, and John David Washington, who I love, his father. I had no idea he was Denzel's son until I listened to the Big Picture podcast. Really? I was like, oh, they don't look anything alike, but you can hear it in their voices. They, they sound similar. They do. Yeah. He's got a very friendly face. They both do. Yeah. So I go into the movie and I'm like, wait, okay. I didn't know. Like, I knew it was a pandemic movie. It's all takes place in a box. And I'm just like, this is miserable. This is like, it, I've been in fights like this before. It was, it was dumb. I think that's the point. Is that everyone Everyone can relate to that. I guess so. I, I don't... What did you think, Scott? I liked it for the most part. What the f- I didn't... I, I hesitantly Emily, liked it. Emily watched the first half twice. Yeah. I had to tally the name drops because it was driving me crazy how often they were saying each other's names. It's so... Like, 
those name drops annoyed me. Yes, same. It's unrealistic, right? It's extremely unrealistic. Pat, don't you think that those Pat names are unrealistically dropped, Pat? Yeah. Every time you say the person's... 35 times in 40 minutes. And he, Emily counted. The name Malcolm was said <laughs> 35 times in yep, the first 40 minutes. Sunday was copying what the critics were saying and all the people that were fawning no, over No, no, I took the quotes out. I told you it would been, it have been more. It was hard to track all your <laughs> qualifiers. What did they say, the, review, the, the podcast you listen to about movies, what did they say about it? It's just miserable? No. Um, I listened to two podcasts. Do you take the big picture angle? I listened to two podcasts as well. Huh. Um, Grayson or something else? Pop culture happy okay. hour. Um, I listen to Come Town. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> big picture. They both liked it, um, they, but they both had caveats. And the big elephant in the room is that Sam Levinson is a white guy, mm-hmm. and he's writing for these two black actors who are talking about racial issues. Did so they collaborate feels, on the screenplay with the actors? He, yes, they did, but we don't know to what extent, and they don't have writing credits. Did you finish the interview with them? Yeah. So John David Washington did say he pushed back on stuff. Like it, mm-hmm. it was Good. collaborative. There were things that Sam had in there that weren't didn't ring true, came off problematic, yep. and he he tried to fix those. Um, Some cultural aspects that he had to add to the script. Like, all right. So do you know any of the other background behind the movie? It was filmed. In the, okay, no, so, I don't. Sam Levinson forgot to thank his wife after Imagination Nation. Is that the Assassination. Name? Assassination Nation. Okay. He so that's based off of him. And the critic story too. And the critic story is also true. The white woman from the LA Times. Yeah. Her name is Kate Walsh, maybe? I don't know. Grissom mentioned it on the podcast. So she's a real person that really ripped Assassination Nation, which I've never heard of this movie. I, hadn't I think it's pretty shitty. I, not many people like it. Okay. But it, it describes the LGBTQ experience, and Sam Levinson is not a part of that uh, community. So that was. I'm the, beginning the big to criticism. not like this Sam Levinson guy. Right. So that's the that's the icky part about it. It feels like the something doesn't. And feel he's right. writing about he's writing about or from Jules, the character Jules in Euphoria. He's writing that. He, now well, I'm getting a, yeah. getting a bad vibe here. Yeah. So that's another trans character the only character that i'll say that like uh nate i'm sure he writes that with a big grin <laughs> um <laughs> have you seen euphoria no nate is like he's literally a super villain in the show like very unrealistic kind of takes the sh- takes you out of the show how evil this character is yeah uh hunter schaefer did write the quarantine episode she helped write that okay so that that was framed a lot from her own experiences which mm-hmm. i mean you'd hope so the way that that episode yeah went. um well so this makes the the fact that this is like a true story, mm-hmm. not true story, based on real experiences. Why did he pick two black actors? It's a great question. Zendaya loves them. They get along really, really well. Yep. Mm-hmm. And John David Washington said that he liked Assassination Nation. I don't know if that's true or not. but He did say he likes his work and knew that he would want to work with him regardless of what the project was. Is it, isn't it irregardless? No. Okay. <laughs> well... I'll tell you what scene drove me over the edge is hating this movie. Mm-hmm. It's when Zendaya had the knife. That's the cheapest thing I've ever seen in a movie. But did my... you get what she was trying to do? Uh, did you watch all the way through? <laughs> she was acting. Yeah. But like... Why is it cheap? It's a Because she's acting anyway, and then she's tricking us. We have no reason to believe that she's not... Like, I'm watching it, and I'm but like... that's the point. She's tricking him, too, though. JDW didn't know. Yeah. She's telling him, I, just I would have been I, better I mean, in your movie. 
Yeah. And she's doing it, she's showing him that without But it's like, him. what, it's like a parlor trick for the audience that sh- they can, you could, you could just lie throughout a whole movie and be, it just didn't, it, it was like a gimmick to me. What it felt gimmicky me. to me was the, the music. The mac and cheese? No, the mac and cheese was fine. Although I do have a note about the mac and cheese after. But the music felt gimmicky to me. Like I felt like the the music, and I'm interested to hear, Scott, your opinion on this because you don't notice music in movies. <laughs> you don't listen to music. This was very <laughs> obvious, music podcast. <laughs> yeah, but you didn't, you, the Magnolia scene... Uh, wise up where you didn't even care for that and they're all singing at us anyway um past episode um but i felt like they sam levinson was letting the works of other people do a lot of the work for him however marie zendaya's char- uh, character did say in the beginning you're being lazy by putting this apology song on and expecting mm-hmm. it to to apologize for you. So I felt like her saying that kind of set up the way that the music was going to be used in the movie. But yeah, I felt like that was a little bit sloppy. I think that the, it just was a weird movie that really... Uh, you were going to say something about... Uh, we kind of cut you off. What were you going to say? No, keep going. I just... It was disappointing. I was disappointed in it. You kind of... Gave these two characters a script that, I mean, people aren't this. You're gonna forget about this movie in a year. Like it just was. It was an ugly movie that was unrealistic. I don't think it was ugly. Why? I don't think it was that unrealistic. I I would say they probably shouldn't be together, but it's a fight. I think that when you make what's unrealistic, that he's a director. Like, didn't the movie a black person? No. He's a, I think that when Hollywood turns the camera on themselves, mm-hmm. they're patting themselves on the back so much that it becomes very disingenuous. It's 30% of all movies. But at the same time, he was an unlikable character. Mm-hmm. So the movie was sort of ta- Still, there has to that. be like a little bit of likability. Who won the argument? I, I don't know. Who? You don't know? I'm saying, who do you think? I would say that Marie did. Yeah. Yeah. So that should be clear. Yeah. It wasn't as clear to me as it should have been, which is a problem I have to deal with. <laughs> but you and Maurice, they got you guys got issues. It was it was ambiguous in the beginning and then as it went on it became more clear that it was So it was definitely cheap. too long. Yeah. Cut 20 minutes off. Yeah, it was too long. Get rid of one monologue each. Yeah. I just didn't care for it. I'm not a good movie reviewer, but I know what I don't like and I did not like that. You have the right to your opinion. I do. Yep. And I have the right to bash the shit out of you for Scott, it. Scott, I'm surprised you liked it. I mean, you're a married man who probably has disagreements with his wife. That, And that's why you liked it? That's yes. so weird. <laughs> yeah. I mean, ugh. You don't get in arguments? I Mr. do. Mr. Bliss over here? I do, but I don't like to see them played out on film. So with the mac and cheese, I listen to uh, an Office podcast as well. And they often talk on that about how whenever there's food in the scene, the actors are very careful to take small bites or to like... He was grunting. Grunting, (coughs) shoveling it in. And as I'm watching it, I'm thinking, how many takes did they have to do? (laughs) How much mac and cheese? How much mac and cheese did they have to eat? Come to find out, they had to film that scene over three days. I don't know how many times over three days, but they filmed it one day, scrapped it all, went in the next day, filmed it again, scrapped it all, went in a third day. So however many takes on each day they were doing, that's a lot of mac and cheese. Craft, yeah, buy, I mean, that, buy that, craft stock. Yeah. That, that box is four servings, I think. 
A lot of calories. So Tim Grierson was saying he watched the movie with his wife. And a lot of critics are ripping the movie because it rips critics. You get that weird meta textual. See, I didn't even pick up on that. No? Can I just... I don't want to cut... Okay. Okay. What's your question? The movie that he wrote that was getting the accolades did not sound like a very good movie. It sounds depressing. It didn't sound like the type of movie that... sounded like a Sam Levinson movie. I get It just didn't strike me as a movie that seemed interesting. That would be in a, like, oh, I don't know. It just annoyed me. Uh, we don't know what the whole story is. It's just based Sam on... Sam Levinson, a, you're on blast right now. He can come <laughs> on here and defend he himself. I don't know he isn't. That's he, what I, I feel like I'm missing something. Yeah, he is. He's, um, so Grierson was watching the movie with his wife, and Grierson, who is the movie critic, actually liked it quite a bit, gave it a B-, minus. Leach gave it a D plus. But while he was watching it with his wife, whenever they were arguing, and uh, JDW would pull a stunt or a trick or a tick or something. Mm-hmm. His wife would look over at him and Tim would be like, yeah, you know, I do kind of do that. <laughs> so it, it, it's that kind of, that's what you're watching it for. How you deal with this. You're not just watching it to yell people, watch people yell at each other and get angry and say the worst things possible. Cause John David Washington's an asshole. He's just a huge yeah. asshole the whole time. Malcolm, let's put him in the character context. True. <laughs> I just didn't care for it. It was disappointing. Um, I'll never watch it again. I would, yeah, I would I give it like either. a middle of the long. road. No, I'm never going to watch that again. I Absolutely. did laugh at a few parts, like when he popped his head in the window when she was taking a bath. And mm-hmm. he was like, did you really mean I was mediocre? Like, you can see how the, the fight is developing and the what's li- really little, getting to uh, them. And credit card bit was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. That was, it's just... Yeah, I guess so. It just didn't feel very inspired to me, that's so all. That house is a famous house, like, out in California. Hmm. And so they got around it by saying the production house is putting him up there. And that's why he's in this very fancy, huge, multi-room. With a great sound system. Yeah. It should be noted that the this movie... Was good the dancing. opening was... I was like, the, okay. Him dancing was great. Yeah. This movie was written conceived and filmed and produced and all that in quarantine yes there are only 22 or 23 people yeah Hmm. so very short time um did you what the fuck was i gonna say oh did you see black Klansman? no did you see black Klansman? yes what did you think of him in that movie john david washington i liked him i thought he he was good i don't think he really stretched himself too much i thought that in this movie you, you he, thought he played a you feel like he's a clansman that's what you're saying <laughs> i'm just saying that this movie did show off a, he he came out the acting was good the acting was good but the content was just it was it was gross it was yucky that's life baby yeah Mm-mm. i do want to see life. that adam driver right yes he's in that okay you should watch patterson it's a good movie with adam know. driver i don't know patterson Oh, I thought you meant Pattinson, like the old movie. Uh, yeah, you should watch, uh, what, a Patton? Patton, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, that's Pat- what I'm thinking of. That's Patton. about uh, Robert S. Pattinson, <laughs> the famous general. Uh, anyway, uh, don't watch Malcolm and Marie. Watch Malcolm in the Middle instead. That's a better and more enjoyable piece of Wand media. Division this week, styled after no Malcolm in the Middle I'm episode. I'm su- surprised by that. I, I don't know why weird. I'm surprised by it. Jesus Christ, who gives a shit about WandaVision? Everybody, I, except for you. Except for me. <laughs> Uh, no, I was talking to a friend last night, and she also couldn't care less. Who so. was that? Uh, My friend Sarah out in L.A. <laughs> what a... <laughs> who I will say, Scott, when you said Twitter earlier, <sighs> we were talking about the podcast, and she has, she says she loves our Boston accents, and I just... People say it. I don't believe them. 
Where is she from? She's from Bridgewater. So what the fuck? <laughs> she lo- she like misses hearing the oh. accent, so it's like a little piece of home I for mean, her. If to I'd listen. never heard it again, I would or accidentally yeah. said Twitter. But apparently, like, yeah. we that's us. She's probably homesick. Yeah. Well, she's not, but she does like remembering creature home. comforts. Yeah. Yeah. So. That movie sucked. Whatever. <laughs> well, what are we going to watch next week? I don't know. Maybe Judas uh, and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Now, I've already seen most of it, and my pick to click will be that it's got it all, baby. It really does. <laughs> yeah, I'm very much looking forward to Me it. Me too. I what. have been for a while. I'm going to say his name wrong. Lakeith Stanfield. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't get nominated for this, it's a fucking robbery. Yeah. Nominated good. by who? For which award? Uh, Mr. Ward's Support- Supporting. Supporting. <laughs> uh, su- he might be a lead. I don't know how that works. But Gluey isn't the lead? I think Lakeith's in it more. Okay. Interesting. It's very good, though. And it's depressing in, in the right way. And the, yeah. It's depressing in a good way. It really makes you feel. As a lot of our history is. Yeah. I wouldn't say it's depressing in a good way, but just depressing. <laughs> um, what else do we want to talk about? We can't talk about Mike Lindell anymore. No. Nope. Did, <laughs> did I put the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame nominees on No, there? I did. Do you Why? want to talk? Did anyone open it? No. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame sucks. This is the kind of appreciation uh, I get whenever I add. Guess what? It's not the Rap Hall of Fame. <laughs> You're not going <laughs> crickets. Gee, I got. Yeah, damn, I wasn't expecting that. I, I wasn't have, expecting laughter. I wasn't expecting kind of anger. I have no idea how these nominations work. Who decides, and then what the final? Nobody, nothing, is. and it doesn't matter. Do you have <laughs> any interest in ever going to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? You want to go no. visit Cleveland? But Dionne Warwick is on here, and she was in Malcolm and Marie, her, one of her songs. Mm-hmm. Tina Turner, Rage Against the Machine for You Two Boys, New York Dolls. I, I'm like. Diva? Kate Bush is a legend. She should already be in it. I mean, it's ridiculous. Iron Maiden? Come on. I think Weezer is in it. No, no way. Pretty sure. Nope. Mm mm. <laughs> Okay. Look it up. I will look it up. The whole thing is just dumb. Yeah. It means literally it, nothing. It'd be like if there was a people hall of fame for like famous people. There, uh, how many sports hall of fames are there? One for each sport. There because you know. so but in sports, you're accomplishing records within a set of standards that already exist. Rock and roll, it's like. Not even rock and roll, though. Music. Yeah. I mean, there's. It's subjective. This would be the fucking emo hall of fame. <laughs> Over here, you have yeah, brand each, new each genre. We should do brand that. new. We should start opening up random genre. <laughs> I think you're right, yes. Pat. I think I don't know Halls where I the I tree music hall of fame. If you really want to get depressed, we talk about tree about every other episode. Him on uh, Instagram is so he is such like a hashtag resistance guy. Obviously, like you know Cheeto in chief. Yeah. I hate it. It's <laughs> so bad. He's like throw Trump in jail, Dave Tree. You gotta come on here and defend yourself. <laughs> there are worse takes to have on Twitter. He would. Let's not. I know let's that's not the problem. Is that we could actually get him on? Uh, uh, no, Weezer has not been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I stand corrected. They have to. There's some parameters to it, but like Rage Against the Machine, they put out three records, three of original material, and one. The last out. one was what ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. I don't know. And now twenty years later, they're gonna put him in. It's bullshit, Emily. It's fucking bullshit. It's interesting. I, the way any of this stuff works, I don't know. Let's look at the Golden Globes. Those also mean very little. That's what I mean. So why do people? Eat, why is it a thing then? Be, I was gonna play some Weezer, but now you got me fired up again. <laughs> Be, Baseball Hall of Fame is probably one of the best museums in the world. 
Okay. There are people want to see the records that are broken. That's why you go, and then you get to. There's memorabilia from. You're selling it poorly. I know I am. <laughs> but you could have a baseball museum without having a Hall of Fame, without people being inducted every year, if I, that's the argument you're making. Just like, why would uh, I, I don't know? The, it's do that. I guess it's just the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is. <sighs> Jay Z is not rock and roll. I mean. Right, the whole thing is just it's it, it's actually very similar to the Golden Globes. It's yeah. a good comparison. Thank you. Baptist would not be a good comparison. <laughs> I feel like we're all arguing the same point, <laughs> but loudly. <laughs> I, I'm defending. No one gives a shit about football or basketball Hall of Fame. It's only baseball. there are people that both probably in Massachusetts. Do. Yeah, for some Wait, reason. Wait, what? Both? No, Canton, Ohio, not Canton. Canton, Mass. Mass. <laughs> After this, we're going to go to the football Hall of Fame. It's right God, down the no. road. Canton, Mass. <laughs> uh, I, I want it. We can I can't get into this now. <laughs> you want like, to? Though. I, lo- I love the Baseball Hall of Fame. I've been three times. It's I love it. I could spend. I spent two whole days there. It fits in nicely with nostalgia, though. It's great. I you don't know can, anything about it except for the clip that was on it. a league of their own. Did you watch the Curb season where Larry? Mm-hmm. No. no. You would love the Baseball Hall of Fame. I probably would. I'm not saying she wouldn't. We don't know. We'll find out maybe someday. Yeah, we'll take Road it. trip. Right. We'll, we'll get do on that. On location <laughs> live. The 40-year-old midlife crisis Cooperstown road trip. Now, l- let's... I'm going to play a Weezer song. we got to get back on track. Are you going to play what you were just playing? No, I was playing the <laughs> Africa cover. Okay, that's... Yeah. This song is called California Kids. It's off the White Album. Mm-hmm. And let's just listen to how shitty this is. Okay. When you wake up, cobwebs on your eyelids. This isn't bad enough to be made fun of, which might be the problem. Yeah. I just, I wa- I'm so curious as to who is still listening to Weezer. Well, like, who is listening to all the new music? So, off mic, we had a discussion about what bands are like currently acquiring new fans. So, yeah. For example, Green Day. They're still pretty popular. They've put out a lot of stuff in the last five or six years that didn't really crack the mainstream. But there are kids these days that do listen to Green Day. Yeah, I would say that it would be like us when we were kids discovering um, like a Led Zeppelin or something. I think Led Zeppelin is way, or way, way like better. like the Rolling Stones. So a band that was still currently making music in... 2000 mm-hmm. but we discovered their old music i guess that's a good comparison yeah but blink 182 are a band that they lost a key member and mm-hmm. they have put out a couple new records or at least a record and ep they're not getting new fans they're, i can't believe that they are it's straight nostalgia that they're running off of yeah i would think so now weezer puts out an album every 10 months apparently i had no idea <laughs> oh see that's the they just keep banging them out and they're just god awful i mean they're just forgettable yeah but why what what are the other people in the band doing when like (laughs) they must get paid a lot of money you know what though where's the money coming from if you're a musician and you love making music and you have the means to do that you're just going to keep doing it whether or not you have the fan base for it they're they're living off the royalties of the blue album forever and ever and ever and so they can do whatever they want with no consequence. Even when they try to do stuff that they are like, that's quote good, it's still pretty shitty. Um, 
I'm trying to find like uh, the I, last Weezer song I remember liking was "Keep Fishing," and that I was, was off gonna of play Maladroit. That's not a terrible record. No, it's, it's I think it's better than the Green Album. I haven't listened to it all the way through in a while. I'll just play it. Like, did, have you ever listened to Maladroit? I don't think so. Tell me, this isn't a banger. This is American Gigolo, track oh, yeah, one. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this song. Now, pretty fun riff. It's kind of like fake metal or whatever. Yeah. But, like, this is not who they were with the Blue Album or Pinkerton. No, but a band is allowed to evolve. This isn't evolving. This is this, <laughs> this is just lateral movement evolving <laughs> they're just evolving at this point uh i remember listening to this and being like this is great this is but in comparison to the green album this is better um we got to kind of take a few steps back yeah when was the first time do you remember the first time you ever heard weezer i don't remember specifically the first time but i did hear it very early in because mm-hmm. i have an older brother who's three years older than me and he got the blue album Mm-hmm. pretty soon after it came out and i really liked it from the get-go so much so that i would steal it from him he would get mad eventually i got my own copy okay uh, you have a lot, couple stories about stealing records do i i think you stole melancholy and infinite sadness or you split it no with we somebody. want yeah i wanted to split it didn't happen <laughs> cut the cd down the middle yeah it's a double record yeah scott when did you first hear weezer i don't know i don't have <laughs> i knew you was a, scott had requested to not listen to the blue album for this this project it, only because i it's too I listened to the blue album it's too yeah. ubiquitous and it's too we've been saturated with it i the first time i ever heard weezer was i think i heard undone on the radio the mm-hmm. sweater song buddy I, holly was pro- i probably saw the video before anything else i and the video for undone was pretty cool too i think it was directed by spike jones it might have been he's in a party walking around walking around and i was like I don't think I really like cared for the song that much. And then Buddy Holly was everywhere and I did not like I still don't really like Buddy Holly that much. No. Wow. But let's pull out the blue album here. I don't know. I I never listened. I never owned a Weezer album. See, I they're not they're definitely I, not a Scott band. I just missed them a little bit. I don't think you would have liked them anyway. I think he would have. There's not Godsmacky enough. Spike <laughs> Jones, you're right. Okay. Now, when I first actually listened to the record, I heard this song and I was like, oh, this is, this has got some depth. I mean, all these songs, every single song in this album is good. 13 year old Patrick loved depth. I did. 13. <laughs> it was like a little younger than that. This came out in 1994. So uh, we were all 10, 11 around I was that. 18. <laughs> I'm at 53 heart. right now. It shows. Thank you. Some, when I was at the store today, I showed a lady my ID and she said, you were born in 1983? And I go, uh, do I look older? And she just got a good hearty laugh. <laughs> we shared a moment. With the mask on? Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> uh, this record is a classic. Yeah. And it means a lot to people. It means a lot to me. Emily, Emily has a lot of stories. I do. We don't have to get into them all. But Has I, the world turned and left you here? <laughs> you could say that. Okay. But I will say the Blue Album and Pinkerton both are two albums that I've listened to I countless times mm-hmm. in the last 20 plus years and I didn't realize how like quick my recall was for anticipating the next song that's going to come up yep. knowing all the lyrics like I could sing along to every song on these two albums 
they're both immaculately produced. The production is insane um, for records that came out in the mid-90s. Yeah. Now, what's your story of first hearing Pinkerton? Pinkerton I heard much later, so I'm probably 17. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a long time, I thought it was Weezer's first album. This is an Ooh, embarrassing thing. That is an ugly <laughs> story. Edit that out, please. <laughs> I thought it was up until this podcast. Yeah. Really? <laughs> I um, mean, it, the the arc of it was like a first record. Exactly. Um, so I heard, I think I got that, like I said, when I was 17 and just loved it. Problems and all. <laughs> mm-hmm. We don't have to, excuse me, get into that. We're gonna. We? Okay, well... <laughs> I listened to WBCM when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Scott listened to AF. Yeah, mostly. And what did you listen to for radio? Uh, I listened to both of those, but I also listened to Oldies 103.3. Okay. Uh, 101.5, another oldies station. Mm-hmm. 105.7, ZLX. I never listened. 100.7. I was 95.5, and then when FNX, when yep. FNX got their, like, sig- they changed or something. It came in a lot better at well, one point. It went to 103.7. When it went to 103.7, I listened to that a lot. But I well, I liked BCN. Cause yeah. I, I, I you just, like a nocturnal emission? I do like a nocturnal <laughs> I love that show. I mean, geez. So because you listen to AF, you probably did not hear a lot of Weezer because they weren't yeah, on AF. That's probably yeah. true. Uh, there was a lot more Reveille and um, Dog Eat Dog. You ever hear that band, Dog Eat Dog? I don't think so. The bassist for Weezer, Scott Schreiner, he was in Dog Eat Dog. Oh, interesting. Um, now, he likes to sort of forget about that part of his life, but I'm going to play a little Dog Eat Dog. Um, <laughs> in case he's listening and you want to remind him. I want to get him. him pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> Never it's heard of this him. band. It's probably him. It's got to be if he's the bassist. I don't know what it is. That's him, guys. <laughs> <laughs> See, this would be something you would probably have yeah, done. Yeah, fits into Silver Chair. And- yeah. Was this a popular band? Yeah. I think they were like one of these. This has two million hits. Listens. Yeah, wow. they're terrible, but. Um, now. I'm in. <laughs> BCN was notorious for playing songs at certain times of the day. So I would listen to Howard Stern in the morning. That came on at 6 a.m. So at 5.50, they would always play one more song, bookended with commercials before Howard Stern started. So that was the first time I ever heard El Scorcho. Mm. Now, El Scorcho, as soon as I heard it, I fucking loved it. I said, this is a great song. Of course, except we now hear the opening line and are feeling a little bit squeamish about it. But aside from that... <laughs> I'm so, I don't feel squeamish. I don't know how to feel. Yeah. <laughs> I, I go up and down. Meanwhile, he's loving I the like emotional it. highs and lows. It's such of a good song, though. It is a great song. And <laughs> it, it's it's playful. It's uh, weird. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best. It might have been the only song that was single-worthy off the record. Yeah, I think it was this, The Good Life. Good Life. Good Life I, I like The Good Life a lot. Yeah. That was a radio song. Yeah, I think there were three. I think I forget the third. Now, I never bought this record. I never, I never owned the blue album. But really? we're getting there. Really? Mm-hmm. I bought See, and owned both. Now you have to remember at this time, gen- genres didn't exist for kids. Like you wouldn't no. be, you wouldn't be like, oh, I listen to indie rock. Or but I, I do it. think that Weezer created the emo genre. I think that they were the the flagship well band for emo. 
maybe mainstream email, but like in the 80s, Fugazi, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're Rights right. of Spring, you're right. stuff like that. But it, the lines were blurring because hearing this on the radio was kind of probably strange. I mean, this isn't like, you like it, right? Yeah, it's, but great, it's, it's not, a great song. It's not like a radio song. No, and I think that was the problem with the album, mm-hmm. is that people didn't know what to do with it. And that's why you got to write Hashpipe. <laughs> I, st- I like Hashpipe. It's fucking awful. <laughs> I mean, I'm at the time, I liked that. it. I mean, I can play that riff with my eyes closed. You could probably learn it in two seconds. <laughs> um, now, I will tell you how I... So, at this time, I'm listening to I Got My Corns, My God's Max, My <laughs> Limp Biscuits. 96? Oh, or you mean when you were listening tr- to this? So yeah. when did you discover Pinkerton? So in freshman year of high school, mm-hmm. I ran, I went to a private school with Scott, but we didn't know each other freshman year. So freshman year, nine, 1999, 1999, 2000. Yeah. Okay. Towers, tall 98, and mighty. 99, here we go, the towers. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> ISIS is just a dream at this point. We're living in Al- Al-Qaeda, that's real. So... <laughs> I decided to run track. I don't know why I ran track, but it was spring track. I think that, like, everybody just kind of did it. I don't know. It was weird. Well, I was good at it. I was not good at it, but it was sounded like you had, I think you had to do it for, like, gym credit. I don't know why I did you it. You were supposed to do, a, like, one sport a year. Yeah, you guys didn't have a phys ed class. No. So you had to do a sport so in lieu of that. When I ran track, Which is I sad. Beca- well, you missed out on gym. Gym was a great class. I loved gym in seventh and eighth grade. Yeah. We played everything baseball, floor hockey. It's Love amazing. floor hockey. Were you a gym class hero? I was. I was. Me too. Yeah. yeah maybe that's why we like each other. <laughs> <laughs> so when I ran track, we would travel. Now I, it's just freshman year. I mean, new school. I still had like a handful of friends that went, came from the school before. Mm-hmm. Shout out Dan. What up? <laughs> um, but I, for some reason, I was like, I need to do this to be more. So I don't know why I did it. I wasn't like. Who knows um, what goes through our teenage yeah, brains? But I just did it. So I made a few friends, and there was this one kid. His name was Gr- was Greg. And when we would travel, he Can would I just before you start this story. I always felt like they abused you in some way. They didn't. They, they were didn't. they were older. Two two years older. No, one year. Only one. All right. It had a vibe. This is all new to me, and I don't they like where it's going. They were just my friends. It had a vibe. <laughs> they were older. They would drive me in their car. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so. It was like a tan hatchback. It with the Merker. Yeah, it was the Merker. This sounds like like everybody wants some. Like this sounds like fucking dazed and confused. <laughs> yes, the Merker. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta make this quick because we're already at fifty minutes. Wow. And we ha- I haven't even felt like this is a meandering thing. We're like staying on topic for, for once. once. So <laughs> blah 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 blah. He said, "Hey, do you know this song?" Uh, you like Weezer? I was like, yeah. He goes, well, do you like uh, Pinkerton? I'm like, yeah. I was like, I don't. You were know. trying to I, sound cool, so you were like, yeah. No, I don't think so. No, I think I was. I probably said I know the song El Scorcho, but other than that, no. And he's like, you should listen to it. Burn me a copy. Then I started listening to it, and this was around the time where you kind of were starting to like pick an identity of like what you're gonna be like music wise. I hadn't heard Piebald yet. Mm-hmm. See the better, road, t- better days. No. Well, See the road from Piebald. I'm sorry, from Weezer to Piebald. It's, it's, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a direct it, route. Yeah, it's a direct route. It's evolve. It's evolve. <laughs> so, the Merkur was evolve. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. It wasn't. Um, 
so he played this for me and I'm like, this is great. And when he traveled, we would go on these long road trips. You bring a disc man. This was the, the early days of CD burning. So we started swapping records and he also got me into, he, he fucking loved Weezer. I remember the day the green album came out, he bought it. Same for me. I think I bought it the same day. And I remember being like, this is very disappointing. Disappointing. That's the exact and word. That's a I weird feeling. When did, what year did the green album come out? 2001. What month? I don't know. <laughs> come on, <laughs> Emily. I know I saw, I saw Weezer in concert in the fall of 2001. Get your bomb jokes ready. <laughs> Um, so it had come out at that point, but let's see. I just remember it being like, this is disappointing. May 15th, 2001. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. So the end of junior year. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I remember just being like very excited for it and then just being disappointed, which is you're, I'm still a kid. Like being disappointed by in music. It was hard to do that. It was hard to do. Like it happens to me all the time now. Plus, you're in such like a echo chamber of people that are going to say like, "Hey, there's instant reviews. You're going to go online. I read Pitchfork every day." Like, yeah. but this was like, Greg was like, "This record isn't very good." I was like, "Yeah, I agree with you." Well, if you had listened to Weezer from the jump, so like you and I had the Blue Album pretty early on, mm-hmm. Pinkerton later for both of us, um, we had so much time to spend with those albums, and then they didn't come out with anything new until 2001. One band member was replaced. Um, now, I don't mean to cut you off. No, go ahead. No one talks about that anymore, how Matt Sharp left the band. Well, it was 20 years ago. I know, but <laughs> I, I know. They talked about it enough, I, I think. If they made the Green Album, then made Maladroit, and then faded away, their legacy would be like pretty good. You would be like, oh, they had these two great records with Matt Sharp, and then they did these two albums without, and they faded off and River, River started a new band. Yeah, I'm I'm really shocked that he hasn't. I'm like, have you ever heard the songs that like Brian Bell has written or no. the drop the drummer has written songs that they're just completely they're like power pop songs. Rivers is yeah. not writing power pop right that now. That song Michael and Carly, I think the drummer wrote that song. Great song. Yeah. Uh now, are there songs on the green We're going to get Scott's thoughts in a second. Are there any songs on the Green Album that you actually like? I do like Photograph. Photograph I mean, I think that the Green Album is fine. I like Photograph. Um, I don't hate Don't Let Go. Island in the Sun. Island in the Sun is so grating. I, I don't like it at all. I hate it. I think it's listenable. I like Crab. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely... Let's get Scott's take. No, I, I really didn't... I thought every song was fine, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the ones I knew I don't like, so... <laughs> That's a tough spot. To yeah. Be. So you knew Hashpipe. I knew Hashpipe and Island in the Sun. Okay. You must um, have known Photograph. Yeah, I guess so. But it all just kind of falls in that Weezer category. It's very <laughs> Weezer. You can yeah. say what you want about this album. It it's extremely can't Weezer. Dispute. It's very <laughs> Weezer. Say what you want about the band. They have their own sound, and it's tough for a band to do that. That's true. They've definitely. I mean, they've done collaborations with Lil Wayne. That are Have just they? absolutely un... They're just <laughs> terrible. Now, one thing that the Green Album does that I hear a lot because I've run in sort of these musician-type circles is oh, that you? the guitar solos mimic the choruses. Every Weezer song, but not just the Green Album. But they weren't doing that on Pinkerton. Yes. Listen mm. to El Scorcho again. 
That's how Rivers writes the songs. Yeah. Green Al- uh, well, like the, intentionally. The Green Album he, was really overt. He switches back and forth between writing like the guitar parts and the core and the chorus stuff. Yeah. And tries to make them sound exactly this the part same. Out. Just kidding. <laughs> um, well, it's really overt on this. Yeah, I agree, but I, it's I overt on all their songs. I can't believe the hash pipe hate. Yeah, I don't it's like it. It's so radio mediocre. I'm grunting? I know the whole song. <laughs> I won't play I it. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it. it. It was on BCN it was all the time. What did you think of Pinkerton? Pinkerton's pretty good for the most part. But mm-hmm. then you start reading. So you guys linked to yeah. a couple of the articles on why it's problematic. Mm-hmm. And you start digging in. And you can see how it's problematic. And you can also see how it's also a 25-year-old right. who's super successful and doesn't really know why. And he's trying to figure stuff out at Harvard. Yeah. And he's got his own neuroses. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's a little bit of an awkward individual. Oh, and then he just dives into this one fan letter from a Japanese girl. I do love that song, though. I mean, Across yeah, the, the song. City? Yeah. The s- songs are very timeless. That's the thing about the Blue Album and Pinkerton is that they're so timeless. The Green Album is so not timeless, so disposable. <laughs> like, it, yeah. That was intentional. I just think that everybody was waiting for like a comeback. That That's just, what happened, and it was just such but, a letdown. But Pinkerton wasn't well-received when it first came out. It didn't sell well. No, mm-hmm. but it became like a cult classic Yeah, but later. That, but yeah, but that's... After, the old, before he wrote right. the Green Album, okay? right? And he was, but see, he, the, he felt he had poured his heart out and or whatever, mm-hmm. and it didn't work. So he's like, "Fuck that! I'm gonna go back, write some poppy stuff that doesn't mean anything." So let's find a hash pipe. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, I think that for fans, what made it weird was that everyone fell back in love with Pinkerton. They probably went into the studio. Like it's weird that that album got love. He saw it, kind of got the band back together, and then they produced the Green Album. Yeah. He could have made something more in the vibe of, well, I guess he couldn't have, or he would have, but it's just weird that they didn't indulge that that was what the fans liked. I will say, when I saw them live, now granted I was 17, so if memory serves, they did play almost the entire Blue Album, and they played a lot of the... Pinkerton and they played a handful of Green Album. So it was a really good show. They like they knew that the Green Album wasn't exactly what people were coming to hear. Yeah. I mean, it was very popular. I wonder how many times platinum it went. I don't know. Don't know. Did uh who did when you saw Weezer, who'd they play with? Do you remember? <sighs> Maybe Dashboard Confessional. Oh, okay. I'll have to look it up. I meant to get my ticket because I still have the ticket stub before I came, but it's buried in I don't save Insta. ticket stubs really. Scott does. I did. Look at this Not tour. All of them, but Green Day. This is Fenway Park in August. Yeah. Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer, The Interrupters. Yeah, I know. That was canceled. That's the Mega Hella whatever tour. Yeah, that's when he's releasing releasing the Van Weezer album for. He's been te- see like another thing he does is that he teases these ideas that are like essentially going to be like a throwback and they never happen. It's very annoying. Well, this new album was written because the tour got canceled. Mm-hmm. And so they did the new album instead. We so might have played this last week. Does the Japanese stuff, is it just fine? Is it bad? I don't know. Because he married a Japanese woman. He did. That's weird. To, he, has two, the, he has two Japanese language albums. Yeah. He loves, he's a, what do you call those people that like Japan so much? I don't know. This is really bad. What is this? This is from the Black Album. 
Yeah, th- I don't like this. Alright, let me find the little Wayne song. So, have you heard his cover of Africa? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you like it? it no, it's it sounds identical. exactly what like is, the original. What's the point of doing that? They, I think they saw an opportunity and jumped on it. There's a way to do a cover where it's new. Great band, a band we already talked about. Rage Against Machine. That whole covers album. Those were great. They were Completely really good. Completely different style. The, the 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 thing at the time was that like Tom Morello had never heard like the rap songs that say that Zach was bringing to the oh, table really? to cover yeah and like vice versa, although huh. Zach does claim to have written forty five percent of all guitar parts that Rage Against Machine interesting had. do you believe that Emily unbelievable <laughs> I, I've been fascinated with this for a long time did Tom fire back at all I don't know we'll talk about that next week <laughs> we're right. gonna get further and further that actually would be a good band to do. Rage? Yeah. That can be me and Pat pitching Emily? Yeah. We, hmm. Which which album would you do, Patrick? I don't... I can tell immediately that... To make Emily listen to. It can't be the first one. I would say that the only one she would probably like would be Battle of Los Angeles, because it's actually has some jazzy notes to it. And you know, she doesn't like when people yell at her. No. So mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. first two But you probably... love Malcolm and Marie. What's Interesting. The, what's the song that I would know? There's like one song I know. Killing in the Name of? Yeah. No, maybe Gr- two. Gorilla Radio? I don't know. Killing in the name of, I definitely know. Uh, this is an off my Down Rodeo. Rodeo, that was Rolling not a down single. Rodeo with a shotgun. People ain't seen a brown skinned man. Since their grandparents bought one. You know that song? I don't, and I'm glad I don't. Oh, it's a good song. He's. It's from his point of view. Anyway, Weezer, you're fucking getting roasted right now. I hope he, <laughs> I hope he knows. All right, so this is a song called Mexican Fender off Pacific Daydream. Why are we listening to all their new albums that we didn't listen to? I want to hear to? how bad it is. <laughs> Can't we go back to some of the the good tra- stuff, the tracks that I put on that are on the deluxe <laughs> edition of Pinkerton? Oh, I did. I liked. I just threw out the love of my dreams. Uh, I love that song. That was a good one. The deluxe. I forget who. I forgot to look up who the female singer is on that one. I intentionally didn't. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Da 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 da. So good. This ma- this had to have been a Matt Sharp type vibe because of the synthesizer. Yeah. Were Did you, you like the rentals? I like. I, I got you. Beat you to it. <laughs> I liked Friends of P. Yeah. But like they didn't really. They were okay. These days, it's good. Find out who the female is on this. I'm looking. Okay. They prefer to be called women. Okay. Meanwhile, you wouldn't even do they, Scott? acknowledge. Is that- <laughs> I saw, Scott's it on, I saw it on a Twitter thing today <laughs> from the uh, impeachment trial. Somebody kept referring to all the females. Actually, like, just call them women. That's funny. Have you been watching the impeachment trial? No. Rachel Hayden? Hmm. Don't know her. Doing a great job, though. So that was definitely my favorite of the uh, bonus tracks. Okay. Um, they had a good rep in the, back in the day for good uh, unreleased kind of bonus tracks all i love all of them you gave your love to me softly great devotion song. waiting on you might be my favorite maybe let me see if they have this did you purchase the deluxe album no i, I don't know I, when it became available but i had i, think? I, I, I was gifted it. like i mentioned to you um a homemade weezer box set with all these hidden tracks that's pretty cool yeah so still have it yeah, it's in my car right now. 
I should have brought it in. Emily doesn't discard anything. Uh, well, I did lose a lot of stuff in a the great storage flood of 2011. I never, what, ha- when was, what was that about? Exactly what it sounds like. Yeah. I had well, a lot of my sounds belongings. Sounds like I would have heard it on the news. <laughs> I had a lot of my belongings in a storage unit, which got flooded, and I lost a lot of CDs, DVDs, books, books. clothes. Laser discs. Yep. All gone. Now, <laughs> was there insurance? How does that work? No. Don't, don't oh, go I want, wait, yeah. I, I want to get into this. No, I'm, I'm just There's kidding. no happy ending on this okay. story. Yeah. You didn't sue their asses? Couldn't. Do you know who owns self-storage units? <laughs> Ship bags. That's true. Uh, the representative for Bridgewater? forget the guy's name, but he sucks. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Dan would know. Dan would know, yeah. Dan would know and defend him. <laughs> um, Scott. D'Amelia is his name. I didn't. Angelo D'Amelia. Where is the storage unit? If people want to go check it out, where is it? <laughs> I don't know if it's still standing, but it was in Bridgewater Center. That's too bad. I do not recommend. <laughs> a hard pass. <laughs> That's a storage tip of the week. I have a unit in the basement of this building. Do you? Yeah, I went down there early in the week, and it smelled like gas, natural gas. So I quickly got my stuff and went back out. Maybe I'll have the great gas explosion <laughs> for next week. Let's hope not, because that's not going to end well for your current, if it's in the basement of this building. That's true. Structurally sound. So, um, I want to tell a quick story is that we talked about they were filming that movie in Brockton. Well, Jennifer Lawrence and Timothy Chalamet were filming a scene as I was driving by um, for the new Adam McKay movie, Don't Look Up. And pretty crazy, actually. Did see you see it. them? I, For this story, yes. <laughs> no, I did not see them, but I saw the pictures that I shared with you guys, and yeah. I drove by because they didn't close the street off, which I thought was weird. Maybe they need a little background noise. No, because it doesn't take place in Massachusetts, the movie. Oh, that's right. We have that Brockton traffic sound here. <laughs> it's very distinct. <laughs> well, I think the license plates. Oh, you said the sound. <laughs> Always trying to poke holes in my story. Of he Hollywood. usually does, too. It does work, yeah. I, I don't know why, but it, it, it's... Uh, it was crazy. I mean, Timothy Chalamet, one of my favorite actors. Is he? He's not. Yes, he is. <laughs> He's not. I loved uh, Call You didn't me by mention him when you were trashing this bloated cast. <laughs> I'm still a little... I'm, I'm actually kind of turning the page. I think this might be a good movie. <laughs> um, You're fickle. I am fickle. I, what are we going to watch for next week? Well, Judas and the Black Messiah. I'm sorry. Yeah. I keep forgetting because it just came out. And I've already or watched Or the Britney it. doc. We could do either. I've already, whatever. We'll I've already Brittany watched Doc. one. I'm definitely going to watch the other. Do you guys want to add some more thoughts to Weezer? Do you want to talk about... Um, oh, our most nostalgic albums. That too? or The Impossibles and Ozma. Oh, yeah. Either one. So Greg, who I talked about, yeah. uh, after he would drive me back to my house and we would hang out a little bit, he would play... Hey, just, <laughs> <laughs> he would play... Uh, I think Scott's theory might be... There's nothing there. Um <laughs> God, would I talk about that on a podcast? We'd get more listeners. <laughs> uh, he showed... Now, I don't even know if, like, I knew... Nowadays, you would say, Hey, Emily, you like this band. Try this band. And yeah. when I was in college radio, it was called R-I-Y-L. Recommended if you like. Okay. So you would play... You'd get a record, you'd listen to it, and you would say, Hey, this sounds a lot like Weezer, for example. So he showed me this band called The Impossibles. Now, it it's weird being in an age where bands can exist that you've never heard of. Because at that time, you're in this like kind of bubble created by MTV and the radio where 
bands that you would never it, it, it's weird to like not know of a band i don't know if you felt like that when you were younger no but i always felt a little dumb so i i knew there was a lot <laughs> to the world that i didn't to a lot know of, you listen to a lot of bands that would be considered obscure yeah so, so maybe i knew that they were more out there yeah i don't know but he showed me the impossibles and he said hey they sound just like weezer and i was like what do you mean and he would play them for me and i know people that hate I have a friend at work who hates when I say, like, this band sounds like that band. He hates it. I do that all the time. I do it a lot, too. Your friend wouldn't like me. Like, this one, he got pissed at me one time. He goes, he likes the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I do not. I said, hey, if you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers, check out Bad Brains. They're a lot better. He was like, they don't, he hated them. Well, no one wants to hear that a band they like there's a this like is a listen to this band that's this is a better than the band problem. you like. <laughs> I, I, I was hey, just they sa- suck. Listen to them. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess that was on me. <laughs> Usually it is. Okay, so Rage Against the Machine. If you like them, would you like the band Reveille? Maybe. Yeah, I don't know. I I think that he didn't need to get pissed at me. No, I was making sense. I will say though that the Impossibles. I think someone can like the Impossibles who doesn't like Weezer. Different for Ozma. I don't think if you don't like Weezer, you're not going to like Ozma. <laughs> That's true. They were a kind of a shameless Weezer yeah, tribute band. I mean, I really liked Ozma. Now, have you ever listened to any of the other Impossible stuff? Because they used to be a ska band. No. Um, did you check out the Impossible? I didn't get all to right, these records. All right, so I'm going to play a little bit. This song's called Never Say Goodbye. It's a great song. In retrospect, they don't really sound like Weezer that much. No, but not at the at all. time. I would say, hey, I'd see. I mean, you can. There's threats, but it's not a direct. The vocals, the vocals, the vocals have a chill Rivers vibe. Yeah, they're very like, and they sort of fall into that nerd rock where their their lyrics are like smart. Like they're talking about subjects and predicates, and Mm -hmm. that they have a song. Yeah, yeah. This is a great sucker for a predicate. Yeah. I think you would have liked this band back in the day. I don't know. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I could see this. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'm trying to think the of The first like, song, I think, is the best on the album, personally. I just went with this one because it. Uh, I, I knew it had a big chorus. Are there any yeah. quotients? Uh, are there math problems? There might be. Now, this is from their first record. This is the sky. You would have liked this. Yeah. Even still... Is this now a podcast where we just determine what Scott would have liked? I kinda, <laughs> I, well, he, I thought you were kind of like a music snob back in the day. No, I just, we've talked about this. That's you projecting, man. Yeah. I am a, uh, do you think I'm a music snob? We, we've gone over this. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't. Definitely. Scott, would've, this would have been right up your alley with Goldfinger. Scally. Anyway. Yeah, let's play a little Ozma. Then we got to wrap it up. Now, it's weird that you knew Ozma and the Impossibles. I'm not surprised you knew Ozma, but the Impossibles to me were. But that was my little thing. I've never met anyone that's heard them before, except Big Greg Kirshner. I had a burned (laughs) copy of that CD, uh, that album, The Return, or Return. You had a you had good friends hooking you up with the music. Yeah, but that was sadly lost to the storage flood as well. The friends? No, (laughs) the Return. This does. This sounds like Weezer. Yes, yeah. this is less for me. 
same except you're grown up now. Even those lyrics are so like, hard for me to not sing along to this right now. <laughs> Even the lyrics are like Weezer lyrics. <laughs> and you were Asian. <laughs> The now, number pie. Now, is this symbol to, similar to Piebald? Roughly. That's going to be the next band this we picks up. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> You're not going to do Piebald? What about no, like the heavy Piebald stuff from the I, beginning? He would like it. I think yeah, he would Yeah, the like early it. Piebald. That's what we should do. Do you, you like the early Piebald? I love it. Yes. I, when Life Hands You Lemons, and even before that, mm-hmm. very listenable. Some, Maybe we I should bet, create a curated list. That's what I did for Scott with the Beatles that he doesn't know about yet. <laughs> Do you, do anybody that you know that listens to this podcast like Pie Bob? Yeah. Okay. Jenna. I don't. I really might well, just be we, Jenna. We can't get too <laughs> hyper local because <laughs> then next thing you know we're gonna be doing cave in and then trade. Then Nobody trade. wants that. I don't want that. Uh, Two thirds of this podcast. We should do make. <laughs> well, why are we doing Rage Against the Machine? We should make a listen to trade. No, no, I think I, don't I explicitly stated that. I think she's out. I said you guys can do a tree episode. Pat, maybe your girlfriend could come on for that one because she likes tree, right? No. What band did you guys see together? Tool. <laughs> it wasn't tool. Tree. I yeah. always tool and tree. I always confuse those. You ever try to like similar cut in it? scale? <laughs> <laughs> similar fan bases. Scott Ozma has a song called Natalie Portman. Okay. I thought that would be maybe for you, just based on the name. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Is Scott a big Natalie Portman fan? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I am, sadly. <laughs> yeah, we all have our vices. <laughs> what can you do? They also have a song called Baseball with too, very nostalgic lyrics. Too, too generic. <laughs> we were talking about the Baseball Hall of Fame. I tried to <laughs> Speaking of nostalgic lyrics, mm-hmm. Pat, what's the most nostalgic album for you? The most nostalgic album for me that's such like a, a snapshot of a time and a place. Uh, Is this where we define the words we're thinking about? Yeah, well, that's what it means to me. Nostalgia? Yes. <laughs> well, like, I'm trying to <laughs> I'm trying to think of like, I mean, me and my brother had some good times listening to Propagandi. We talked about that before, but t- Our Day Will Come, listening to that. Yeah, that's good. It was. Uh, that's a tree record, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately for who? I mean, me? we listened to that album a lot. Like that was the first a- band that me and Scott like maybe besides like Bad Religion, but like we, that was our band. Like we we discovered that. Yeah, you couldn't get more local. Shout out to Tim, beloved my, member of this podcast. Yeah, my brother. We, I forced him in a lot of tree, a lot of cave in. Listening, my brother liked Cave In. I saw him live. Did you do Cave In for that other podcast? I can't. No, no, they're not big enough. Yeah, really? they are. They're pretty big. Cave In? Yeah. yeah. I don't even think they've sold over seventy thousand records. Not true. Hi, where have you? You're living in a Twitter bubble, I think. Where people a talk, little bit. Yeah, productive outs likes them. <laughs> That's oh, how many followers they have? Eight thousand, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> What's your most nostalgic? Let's go with Scott. He's got one prepared. Okay. My main three that I was thinking of. My first ever really record was Sugar Ray Floored. See, this is I've where the... That I bought at a Kmart before I realized that there were... Censored. Explicit and censored albums. So I bought the censored version. And Uh-oh. I was in for a shock when I heard the real real <laughs> version of a couple of those tunes. We don't want to um, cancel Sugar Ray. Sugar Ray. 
Mark McGrath's <laughs> doing all right for himself. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> He's now, on his way. So there was that. There was Everclear. So much for the Afterglow. That's a, first of all, great record. Have it's you ever really listened to good. it, Emily? Yes. It's, I had. It's, I owned it. Yeah, it's a really, Or my really sister owned it and I took it from her. <sighs> That's good. another thing where I, I don't want to, we're at a, oh, we can still talk about it. Buying that Everclear record, that was one of the first records I ever bought or got where I, I got it for Easter. I remember my parents put it in my Easter basket. I think that's how I got the Blue Album, too. Really? Yeah. That record was, my own I was copy. like, oh, Santa Monica's a good song. Then I listened to it. I'm like, this is like all good songs. But Santa Monica's not on that album, though. Oh, I'm thinking of Sparkling, Sparkling Fade. Fade. Yeah. A know. good album. Maybe not as good as so much for the Afterglow. Uh, but I was on, were you on mailing lists, like email lists for any bands? Um, they were like, I was not. I was in the Rage Against Machine fan club. So I would. I was on the Everclear one, and you would. It was kind of like a message board, but everyone on the email list would get every time someone sent a message. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> that's kind of. It was so you'd get fifty or seventy-five emails a day, just all like threaded off each other, because you know forums what didn't really this? exist. Eighty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> you were getting seventy-five emails a day in two thousand. Yeah, he was on the. Arf- no, I was on three. I forget. Yeah, I was on like the New England Revolution one because MLS had just started. I don't like know eight- if I got seventy-five emails in a year. It was like in two thousand. Eighth or ninth grade. Oh, it was insane. But people really like dove into arts, like drug habits and all the the sexual abuse history stuff. He was. So I was little- getting into this heavy pretty early. So that's a nostalgia thing for me. All the abuse. All the. <laughs> <laughs> The emails. <laughs> the talking, the emails. Yeah, the emails, the abuse. I just miss it. I, <laughs> I really do. miss it. Simpler times. So what, do you get another record? And the final one was Goldfinger Hang Ups. Great record. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my first ska, ska records. Ska records. Ska records. Sarah's yeah. going to love this. <laughs> and uh, that was fodder for a lot of aim away messages. Mm-hmm. As was Ozma for me. We'll put up a picture Talked of Navy Diggs for Scott this week, and Sarah will think it's actually him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think for me, it has to be Weezer. I mean, it, I was listening to the albums for this podcast and there was a lot of stuff coming up that I dumped in an email and sent to Scott as I usually do with all my It was like six musings. or seven different anecdotes just <laughs> yeah. spilled on top of Including each other. Including my high school senior picture that is in my yearbook as my senior photo is just a random picture of me at a Weezer concert. It's hmm. not like a professional that's, stage. That's cool. We'll make that the picture for this uh, episode. Can we? Yeah, I can send it to you. Cool. It's on. It's online. Yeah, um, Weezer's a. That's what we're looking for. I think yeah. it was kind of a baited question when yeah. I proposed it, but and it's completely subjective to whoever you're talking to. I think that it has to be like tied up in that that time of your life, like the late teens. Yeah, time that's when of you your form. Life. Yeah. yeah. Another one that I had considered was Four Minute Mile. Get it, kids? Yeah. Um. But I do think that there are songs that encapsulate the feelings of nostalgia without necessarily having like a nostalgic link. Like, again, shout out to Dan, Bob Seger, Roll Me Away. I think if you hear that, Mm -hmm. you're automatically swept up with that nostalgic feeling. I love the song Main Street. Yes. Night Moves. They're all, Mm -hmm. it's very nostalgic inducing, even though you may not have ties to it. In eighth grade, uh, I forget what year it came out, but Nirvana Unplugged. Mm-hmm. Um, excuse me, like me and my friends would listen to that. We had Blur Song 2 as our class song in eighth grade. Wow, that's really ridiculous. That's right. <laughs> Isn't it? 311 <laughs> Down was a big song. Yeah. My friend yeah. would listen to that. My friend Brian. I still love that song. Chill. That's a good song. 
I think I saw them live at like a river rave or something. I saw him probably. I saw him once with uh, Crypt Three Doors Down. Oh God! That was at Christine. <laughs> that was at what the Trump oh, inauguration? I didn't send you this picture, but um. Oh yeah, you really I, want to talk about this? Yeah, it's got to okay. get out there in we, the world. We have to think about. <laughs> did you see the, did you see the picture phone. of Christine this week? No, I don't. I think I unfriended her. All right, I so she can't posted just that a, much a testosterone. Clip. For the listeners, this is Scott's ex-girlfriend who accompanied him on many a concert or too many a concert. A few, but um, so she's weightlifting and she always has a a quirky shirt. And this week was Big Clit Energy. Mm-hmm. I don't care for that <laughs> at all. Just on the shirt. First of all. And the hashtag. That's a medical condition from doing too much <laughs> testosterone. Okay? Maybe. It's not supposed to look like a thumb. Hey, we need some sort of like. <laughs> you got to get into detransition, baby. <laughs> we need an equality wait. for big dick energy. There has to be some female equivalent. I, I don't think it. we're looking. For, ugh, I can't even say it. You've The line has been crossed. We might have to edit that out. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, bleep me. <laughs> I, I think that she needs to be canceled. No, she's just working out, doing her thing. Yeah. She's happy. I, I don't think that... I, I just had an image of her, like, pegging her husband <laughs> with this... <laughs> that's gi- your. That's on you. This gigantic... <laughs> ugh. Pat, I, Pat, get back here. We're talking <laughs> about energy. We're not talking literal. Uh, so this... this uh, well, <laughs> I, i'm like so up. thrown by that and i can't believe you brought it up and i'm glad you didn't use last my, names my phone died that like, yeah 10 minutes later he sent me the screenshot yeah, and then said that crashed my phone. Uh, oh, i hate that word so much i don't care for it yeah you have well, weird hang-ups yeah that's true well <laughs> i think we covered it i think we did it i think we made a podcast that i think this is a hell of a show to make up for last week I hope so. Yeah, me too. <laughs> we don't really have to edit much. Uh, we'll put this up on Monday. We didn't talk about the patron saint of this podcast, Phoebe Bridgers, and her SNL uh, performance. Uh, it's, but that's okay. It is what a, it is. I think that faded pretty, thankfully, pretty quickly. Yeah. Did you yeah. guys watch it? Yeah. It was good. Yeah. I, I didn't watch it. I believed it was good. I watched it. I believed it was I good. I believed you. That's the Pat McDonough line. Really? I watched half of it, read the ending, <laughs> read a review of the that ending. That is me. <laughs> um, uh, she just got trashed for it. I don't know. I feel bad. Yeah. I saw her in a club. The reverb fit. was pretty quick. And everyone... It did. It did kind of... The one guy tweeted about it. That's why. Yeah. One fucking guy. Brooklyn Defiant Dad. Why is this woman, Phoebe Bridgers, smashing guitar? They said it was white privilege. Mm-hmm. It was a cheap guitar. And it doesn't matter. Now, this, now I'm fired this is like a, shit. It's a rock yeah. and roll thing. It's it, what it's, people do. It's, yeah. She Stage handled it performance. well. Though. She did. We have no idea what we're doing next week, but we'll talk about that off air. Um, I'm going to be thinking dog leg. I've listened to a lot of dog leg. Just oh. this week? No, what? I've heard them. Oh, really? I've been knowing them for a okay. while. The I, have, th- I have never heard of it. I, I would love it. A band or a person? It's a band. Okay. It's a dog, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I just like. Wait, that I know spoiler. that's not true because Scott <laughs> hates dogs and well, he would I'm never. I'm going to do a preview. Arf, arf, arf. <laughs> uh, we'll do dog leg. Yeah, we're, I, I want to listen to more. The spirit of the podcast is fading, but that's okay. Uh, I think that my podcast appearance will probably not happen this week, so we can talk about that next week, a little teaser. Mm. Um, hopefully a way to get more fans of this program. I got a couple podcast appearances that'll be happening, which is pretty exciting to try to- Making moves. Making, they call those money moves. Maybe mm. we should end with a little Cardi B. Are you a Cardi B fan? I'm not not a Cardi B fan. I just don't know enough. 
Yeah. Like I've said, I like her presence in the, the world. The songs are ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, but they're kind of fun. Well, we'll we'll end on a little Cardi B. Um, thanks for listening. If you're still hanging in there, um, get in the last episode while you can. But I think we more than made up for it. And uh, we'll... Hell yeah. So I guess next week it's dog leg. So uh, find your favorite dog. Find dog leg and Britney Spears? Is that where we landed? Going Britney? Sounds good. We could do both movies. But we'll talk about it. All right. See you guys later. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. From making tuna sandwiches to making the news I started speaking my mind And tripping my views Real bitch